week's Alien Nation, we've got an interview with Absolence, metal band from Merseyside. This episode of Alien Nation, I'm with Absolence and I'm with the whole crew. Um, we're recording this on the 2nd of July, um, which is the night after the final of Metal to the Masses. Guys, you were unsuccessful on the night. Um, you had a few technical problems. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the The sound check went really, really well, but I think uh, with the with the other band sound checking, it just whacked the the room monitoring off, and uh, it made a massive difference to uh, to our performance. Which is one of those things you you try and look for excuses, but it happens. We we didn't have a plan B for a large portion of the of the start of the set, but we got through it and. Uh, yeah, managed to finish on a high, but by by that time, the damage we, was we done. We have to be perfect. We have to be perfect yeah. to beat to beat the Devil's Henchmen and uh, Indigo Horizon. We we were nowhere close. Well, I suppose. Look, the, the let's let's let, let let's park the conversation about about competitions for a minute, and let's just talk about some of the technical difficulties on the night. Um, was it an on-stage monitoring thing? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Right. I think uh, my microphone. You couldn't hear you couldn't hear yourself, Tom. Yeah. Will, sorry, Will. Oh yeah, uh, I, I I think um, I think all the feedback was really just coming from my microphone, and uh, I turned it off and it went away. But uh, but uh, you know, can't go can't go on like that. But uh, but you know, I, I, yeah. What's up, Tom? I was gonna say I did source the problem about three songs in, but as Mike alluded to, it was three songs too late for us because on that night the other two bands were just phenomenal and i ended up just walking across the front of the stage we we, we run our own monitoring system so we're usually quite we're fine essentially we, we run it ourselves i just unplugged all of the venues monitors and it stopped there was one left by the drum and and one of the vocal mics at the front of the stage was that was just way too high and it was still feeding back with our monitor and that but it was only small then and we saved it then but I think as well, were you, were you first band or second band on? Last. Last. We were last third. band, right. Yeah. Because, because the other thing as well is that, I mean, I know the Zanzi quite well. Um, the Zanzi was sold out, yeah. right? And sound checking in an empty room compared to, compared to playing to a full room, they're a completely different beast. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Monitoring has come on a long way, and it's interesting what you said about like you you, you run your own monitoring system. I know AD, um, our drummer, um, he has a he has his he runs his own AV company, so he's very bang into the tech of things, and um, he likes to try and ensure that when we're gigging, we absolutely walk up, and actually sound checking is not necessary. Because basically, what you're getting on stage, you should be you should be able to get it wh wherever it is. The problem is when you're sharing bills, and there are other there are other things at play. Plus, you know the weather, the heat, all of those things have uh, have a factor. Eddie Izzard, or Susie Izzard, as he's now known, I, I I'm not sure what they call themselves, uh, but um, I remember Eddie Izzard saying to Russell Brand. He said, don't judge yourself until you've done 100 gigs. Yeah. You know, and that that's the thing. And of course, for Will, you're the newbie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the new guy. 
mean, this, how many gigs in are you now with Absalom's Will? Two, two. And you know, it feels it feels really good. Uh, like uh, it's been feeling like a dream, to be honest. That it's been the best two gigs, best two nights of my life. That's an amazing thing to say, guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. To, to 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 the rest of the Absalom's family, re respond to what your frontman just said to you. What? The, <laughs> how does that feel? He's a ray of sunshine. Yeah, it's yeah. Fair, fair play to him. He's done well to learn seven songs in three weeks. And yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and you know, Topher, what you say there is is quite interesting because these are not easy songs to learn, right? Well, especially with our old vocalists. So some, a lot of the when it comes to um, putting the lyrics of our songs to our music, not all of the syllables match up. <laughs> So he's he's work. done well. He's done well to learn which words not to say, kind of thing, because not all the syllables line up with the music. Yeah, well, when, you, when, you read, when you read the lyrics, some of the words are said. Yeah, completely, they, they don't add up different. sometimes. So yeah, he's done, he's done well there. But in true in true rock and roll in true rock and roll fashion, you threw the guy in. You, you threw Will in at the deep end because. That's a semi-final. Well, not that I know MTM M2M doesn't do semis, but it, but you did a heat and yeah. the final. So yeah. there was a there was a lot at stake in one sense. But I guess I guess you have to be philosophical about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to play two gigs and then go straight to Bloodstock from from my point of view just seems kind of uh it seems like to watch after the Washington Henchman play that night, it seems like it seems a little bit kind of like messed up if that was to happen you know yeah. It feels, yeah it feels like henchman's time yeah like yeah they they really owned it like they had me headbanging like a loon the whole time my neck hurts today now <laughs> <laughs> so so let, let let's just talk about the competitions competitions in general because i i don't know how i feel about them i i, I mean we've had andy hughes on here and uh, i mean you've could could not fail but to love that man. Um, yeah. He is an absolute hero of the scene and Legend. the sweetest guy in the world. Um, and what he does with Deathwave is amazing for the for the rock and metal scene in Merseyside. But obviously, you know, it's a bit tried to say everyone's a winner, but obviously there has to be a winner. Um, is it something you think you'd do again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the time, nonstop. Last year. Um... When we were coming back in from the wilderness, um, doing the North Wales Metal for the Masses really just opened up that networking. Um, we got to the technically semis of that, didn't win, but the heat was insane. Um, and the the amount of gigs we got off the back of that and networking with great bands that we we still keep in touch with now was epic. The the Liverpool one was uh, sorry, the Merseyside one was just closer and it, it felt like a, a really um, nice path to to Bloodstock, which it, it could have been, could have been a really, really good path to, to us. But um, 100%, we'd have to do it again. Have to, because it's okay. it opens up networking and it opens up new venues that we've never seen and been to before. So, yeah, 100%. And, um, it opened your eyes to what to what other local bands there are close to you. Yeah. Uh, so when, we, when we played North Wales and we were playing with bands from around the Wales area, but with these heats, you're playing with bands from like around a corner or yeah. down the road or something. So it's yeah. it, it is nice to see 
I mean, we're not the only band on the area. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, I saw... want, you want them to be good too. You know, yeah. you want them to be super yeah. awesome. You know. <laughs> I, mean, I saw you obviously obviously i saw you at molly's at the heat which is where i, I met tom and we, we we first had it had a, had a conversation and um, and i was very interested about the diversity of the of of, of the bill uh mm-hmm. in, that night you know acid fairy in my route yeah. the and then obviously the, the headliner which was was not a competing band and um, where do you think you sit sort of genre wise um because from from to my ears it's obviously it is it is extreme, but it's not perhaps how you would define yourselves. So the way I see it is like it, when we when we saw Exhumation play that that's super heavy, death metal, technical, super hard hitting, blasting all the time. I love that. But what you get with the Absolence is like is like some good groove, you know, some some, some a little bit more swag in your wrists, and then you got like just you know you can tell when the breakdown happens, you know. And uh, the chorus is sung nice, you know, and that's something you want to be a part of, you know. I love that. I mean, you, you can listen to us, and you can definitely tell that we had a metalcore influence. Yeah, metalcore back in the day, but we don't like to categorize ourselves with a certain genre, so we just kind of just call ourselves a metal band because yeah, yeah I mean, all of our songs sound different. I mean, rock and metal is a very rock, rock and metal is a very broad church, anyway. I mean, and I think it's very interesting. You know, we we. We set up this this podcast because I mean I like talking to people I like meeting people I think it's a really good way of of uh, of of just articulating other people's stories I'm really interested in people's stories and we called the um, called the podcast Alien Nation because our bands were all aliens but obviously we have a French bass player um, and and that makes it in itself quite um, quite an exotic offer and obviously mm-hmm. yourselves are a bunch of scousers with a Californian frontman. <laughs> um, how does that work in in reality? I'm, a, I'm actually a scouser, you know. I just, I tried to get rid of my accent. I thought it would be gone by now, but I've been here for 15 years, you know, like it's, you know, when right? I go back home, they say, years. They say, yeah, or 14, 15 years, yeah. Wow, okay. But yeah, uh, when I go home, they say I sound like an English guy, you know, which is cool. <laughs> well, I will tell you I this. So I should tell you this. Laurent, our bass player, um, he when we first met him, uh, he came to stay with us. He was he was he was a student, came to stay with my family um, in his early twenties. And one of the first things he did because he loved the region so much was he got a Liverbird tattoo. Oh, nice! Right, but he didn't get the LFC Liverbird. Right, he got the one that the council put on the side of the wheelie bins. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Which I think is way more rock and roll. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because you, you know, you, in, in in Merseyside terms, you immediately halve your audience the minute you start getting involved with football teams and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I um, recording. There's no there's no stuff with um, Will currently out there. So, what's the plan, guys? It's a bit of a a, a mad rush at the moment uh, because we released an EP. Um, with Joe on the EP. Um, we've already got the rest of an album mostly lined up and we know what we're going to record. We do most of it here, um, just at home. Um, and we're going to send the, the final the final bits of Bob's off to get mastered professionally. Um, but right now it's a case of... I, it was a, a conversation whether we wanted to keep those as Joe's songs 
or to try and do the whole thing with Will. And I think the middle ground that I've I've, I've struck with the band is <clears throat> we'll leave the EP. That's Joe's thing with our previous sort of um, life as a band. Mm-hmm. And then we'll redo everything with Will for a full length, which um, we're hoping to release before the end of this year. Okay. And maybe some things will change in the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Riff and I have already been going over changes. We want to make some of the guitar parts. I think the drums for the songs we've written are locked in. Um, and then just writing the new stuff. So right now, we're currently working on two new ones here, um, which will be going to Will imminently. And then I haven't really discussed with Will yet how he'd prefer to record his vocals, um, but he's got a pretty cool setup at his house, mm-hmm. which he might want to use if he wants his own space to do them. And he's got quite a, um, a vast covers, uh, vocal covers thing going online. So he's got that technical that. ability. I was going to just flood the Absolence page with like those covers that I like to do with the stuff that we've been doing live just to <laughs> just to flood it, just to keep them juiced up on the, on the Internet to keep to let people know that um, proper recordings are coming soon. Because I just like doing covers and like it, I feel like a fanboy sometimes, you know, because because like uh, I like just singing on tracks that, you know, I'm tired of making my own tracks. I like being on a different band's thing, you know, and finally here comes Absolence and I'm, I'm just going to put myself all over it. But I can't wait to properly do some recording sessions with Tom. Yeah, I'm not even sure how that's going to go, but I can't wait for it, you know. But that's quite an interesting thing, Will, because I think uh, you're absolutely right. Because what you're essentially saying is you need to you need to, you need to continue the conversation about the band whilst yeah. there's no kind of prod product yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. out there. Stuff's happening and, all the time, you know, and I uh, just want people to see that. And and of course. As DIY bands, we're all um, we're all fighting the algorithm, aren't we? In in, you know, in in that sense, and and the algorithm ignores us if we if we're not constantly having that conversation. And I think covers is very interesting, actually. I think I uh, I'm kind of I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of tired with the snobbery around covers and the snobbery around um, tributes, and I think this and the snobbery around pub gigs and things like that I think we're all part of the same ecology and you know I mean I you know you, you talk to me now I've just come off a off, off a pub gig right me and me and Biff we do this pop-up acoustic thing we call Biff and JJ rock up and the idea is we rock up with two acoustic guitars to a pub right and you know what they pay us and yes. we play songs that they we say we play songs that we want to hear we want to sing and play and and people want to hear and I think that's quite um, quite a noble thing to do because it apart from anything else, it keeps the it keeps the skills sharp, it keeps the conversation going. But most importantly, is it pays respect to those grassroots venues who are where music essentially um, incubates. So, mm-hmm. so you know, we're perhaps more experienced than a, than than the than the average, but the, there are tons of bands out there that are looking for their first gig and it ain't going to be the Zanzibar and it ain't going to be the Metal to the Masters final. Yeah, yeah. So they've got to find somewhere. So when you're doing your covers, Will, what are you talking about? What are we, what, what, what would we expect to hear? I just, click, click, I, click on. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm just going to be just doing more of them covers, but basically, uh, I don't know. I, I like doing them covers because it, uh, it, it makes me, I feel like it hones my skills at, get, at getting better, you know, because, uh, because you know it's famous material. It's super awesome. Everyone loves it, and uh, and it just makes you better. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. I, I like that. I like that. It's like a stepping stone, you know. And and what does the what 
in terms of in terms of gigs, um, obviously you're two gigs in now, but 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 the band's been around a bit longer than that, and you're all, you're, you're building your audience and you're building your fan base and all of that stuff. Um, what are the next steps for gigs? Uh, yeah, I was been meaning to find that out from Mike, you know, because I can't wait. I've been too busy focusing on this on this battle, you know, that uh, that uh, I can't wait to, you know, finally stick my head above the ground and just have a look around, you know, because I've been just uh, I can't wait to play some regular gigs, you know, Mike. Well, go on then, Mike, you're the diary. You, you, you hold the diary. What's going on? He holds the diary. <laughs> yeah. So um, really, uh, we want to be breaking into the Manchester scene as soon as possible um we'll definitely have a few uh wales gigs to tide us over um we had a conversation with exclamation they really want to get us on the gig in liverpool with them so really we're just putting the feelers out getting the calendar aligned with some bands that we really really like working with and we'll just take it from there but we, we definitely definitely need to be where the scene is the strongest uh, and get our get our faces out there and get networking. And Manchester seems to be the place that it's all going towards. I, I listened to uh, Mark Cooper's Spoken Metal podcast um, preview of the final. And one of the things that he, he talked about was how the show was going to be sold out. And it was a kind of a punch in the face for the people who say there is no scene in Merseyside. I think one of the things that we, I think one of the things that we find um, as a kind of a we're we're a Wirral based band essentially, although although our studio is in Northwich and our bass player lives in Paris, um, but our if you like disconnect with the scene, I think is more about genre, yeah. Because when we look out there and see the bills and things like that, we feel that it's a little bit perhaps dominated by the extreme and the, the fast and the heavy bands. And we don't know whether or not we we kind of fit where we fit in with that. What What's your take on that in terms of like where you feel you sit? Do you feel that you only sit with a certain type of band or do you feel as though there is an audience that, that's more cross genre? Depends. Um, like, uh, like Ava said, we we don't like to pigeonhole ourselves. Um, there's definitely definitely stuff coming down the pipe where we want to dig into sort of our dance trance mix with uh, metal. Uh, I definitely want to put some more cleans into 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 songs so we can soften some of them up, similar to blue blue skies. Mm -hmm. um, but this mixed bag, this eclectic taste that we all have will surface itself into a whatever we decide that set to be so we could mix it up but i i honestly think at the moment we're locked into a metal genre you know um set um you know with, with exclamation i think you're getting both ends of the spectrum they yeah. are very very heavy very very technical in depth um which is awesome and you know, there's no, there's no. You know, we can't say that we're going to be as 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 heavy as them, but maybe a mixed bag is is good for some people. You know, if if a if a metalhead takes his girlfriend and she's not really that into it, she might take something away from us. So I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't say that we are um, not rolling with the heavy guys, but we can. 
yeah. um, if we can offer something a bit different. You know, the 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 scene that we've been a part of so, so far, and um, everyone's been super cool and you know super positive about when we've worked, played with them and worked with them, and uh, we can definitely add to it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting what you said there about um, the use of dance and electronica and things like that. Um, we're we're going to be doing a, um, an electronica um, podcast um, because I have a friend who runs a thing called the Jupiter Room, and I've asked him to sort of put a put a rock, a rock electronica playlist together of just like some historic stuff, but also some of the the upcoming things. And then we want to do, we definitely want to do a sort of a takeover of, um, of one of the Mighty Rock shows in, in, in that vein. So I'll, I will look forward to, to to seeing what that what that kind of means to to absolutes in that in that sense because uh we 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 dabble with a little bit of electronica in our stuff and um you know and i think it's quite a it's quite an interesting an interesting diversion from the just the fast guitar metal that's or oh, rock and roll that, that, that oh, we, kind of we all we all love electric cowboy what they would do what they've been doing we've all got that influence sort of from 90s dance you know a lot of us are quite old <laughs> especially me yeah you know what? I got. I got to say this, Mike. Um, you, you're like the fourth or fifth one that that, that that we've done, and the age thing comes up up all the time. And I, I, I've just been to the SOS festival, um, which is a kind of a hard rock festival, and I did. You know, I was doing doing some press and media stuff there. And do you know what was really interesting? The the cross section of the audience. There's about 500 people in this um, two stage setup at Whittles in Oldham over just over this weekend. And the cross-section of the audience, probably the youngest person in there was about 16. Mm-hmm. And, and as was the case at Molly's for your for your heat. And then the oldest guy probably was in his late 70s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and one of the things I found really interesting is that the whole conversation around GNR and Elton John at the at, at, at Glasgow last weekend. Um there was a lot of supportive language around Lewis Capaldi and Lizzo, which I'm kind of I'm I'm here for. Do you know what I mean? I'm absolutely here for um, the kind of that 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 body positivity around Lizzo and and Lewis and and the mental health stuff around around Lewis as well. But man, Axel and Elton got an absolute kick in for being old, and I'm like I'm 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 baffled by it. I'm absolutely baffled by it. So I'm 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 almost gonna gonna sort of uh have a swear box for people who bring up age as a thing do you know what i mean because actually who gives a fuck man do you know what yeah. I mean? you know really really do we do we care about that isn't it about shouty bands having a great time and if you're doing your if you're doing your thing and and you're doing it good that doesn't even factor in you know exactly and it doesn't matter for me i i think one of the key things is if you're a new band Right, you you should be you should be allowed the the agency to test yourselves with all the other new bands, regardless of regardless of your age or experience. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, you know, and I think that's the kind of the way the the, the way it should be. And um, one one thing I ask everybody, and I'm going to ask this to all um, well, all five of you, if that's okay. Um, your first, your last, your always. Right, and I'm going to start with Tom, and then I'm going to go Will, and then I'm going to go round, and I'm going to go Topher, and then we'll do Mike. And uh, the, the, um, okay, you first last last year always one artist, one band. Hey, don't think about it too 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 long. 
right? Who who is it for you, Tom? One band. Yeah, just Maybe sort of the older Avenged Sevenfold, but I'm, I'm, I am into their newer stuff, but more so their old stuff. Okay. Will? Slipknot. Slipknot. Yeah, to be Slipknot, yeah. Topher? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say two bands, Azalea Dying and Killswitch Engage. We're not allowed to pick two That's bands. That's hate. Come on. That's Azalea cheating. Dying. Azalea Dying. Okay. I choose that. Guys? Uh, machine Head for me. Mosh, yeah. Mosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Mosh, yeah. Yeah. Machine Head, yeah? Yeah. Gotta be Slipknot. Big dude. Brilliant. Well, guys, I mean, um, I think it's going to be very exciting. I'm glad, I'm glad I met you when I did because I think uh, what I saw at Molly's um, was the sort of the start of something special. Yeah, man. It was um, awesome. You 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 absolutely blew blew the roof off that place that night, and it was it to know that it was your first gig. Yeah, with, it felt with, so with Will good. was Will. You look like you've been doing it with the guys for years, uh, and and you know that is my that is my considered opinion. Um, I think the next couple of months um, are going to be really really exciting. So you yeah. need to promise to stay in touch. And um and thank you for being on the Alien Nation. Thank you, JJ. Thanks thank you for having us.